What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we've got some serious stuff with Henry Ruggs. So please do not drink and drive. We really beg you of that. On the brighter side, we've got Thursday Night Football and Mike White, the legend, future Peyton Manning, takes on Carson Wentz. That makes Abe happy. We talk about Rodgers. We talk about Odell Beckham Jr. And then we preview week nine of the NFL season with a little NBA chatter. And honestly, an ode to the Atlanta Braves, who Eagleson became a fan of. We learn on what the puck. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, I think I just tweaked my back a little. Uh, I'm joined by my best friend and co-host, Abe mm, Granoff. Nope. That's not how it that, goes. That back's got you fucked up. <laughs> it hurts so bad. What up, you're fam? Literally, you're literally sitting in a chair. Oh, my God. What up, fam? On this... Nope, that's my intro. Uh, how do we do this? Uh, what's uh, up, fam? I'm Jack Sederman. Nope. How- How's it go? What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman, joined today by my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, Something like that. What is on your mind today? I'm glad that was a calm intro and no, just a little back injury into the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. What's on your mind is usually uh, a depressed Abe, a funny Abe, a story about my life, this, that. But I wanted to take the time today because I'm actually like furious. The only way to describe it is furious. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are what's your, what's your average age of your audience, Jack? Uh, For the pod, it's about 18 to Mm -hmm. 35, 18 to whoa. Old heads. Yeah. We've had actually, if you're listening to this and you're like 30, you're not old. Yeah. So keep listening. But anyway, you're probably just got your license or you're about to get your license. I'm just going to generalize and say everyone that listens to this is 18 years old. Don't fucking drink and drive. It is the dumbest possible thing that you can do in the world. And obviously I'm referring to the Henry Rugg situation, which is a crazy story in itself. And he's lucky that he's okay driving 158 miles an hour, which I saw a tweet. You cut that in half, which is... Just 70, go ahead. 79? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, That's still speeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 79. Well, okay. That is still speeding. And listen, I understand. I share your anger and everyone's anger in ride-sharing apps nowadays. Uber prices have gone through the roof. Lyft prices have gone through the roof. Whatever the Uber price is, whatever the Lyft price is, I can guarantee zero point Nope. Anyway, you know what I was going with that. I can guarantee it's cheaper than the result of you drinking and driving, mm-hmm. which is you dying, which is $150,000 bail, which is what Henry Ruggs is set at. And these stories, like people are making jokes on the internet because that's what the internet does. But at the end of the day, there's things that happen in sports that are serious, that people poke jokes at. And this will never be one of those for me. Like this, I read these stories and I actually get angry about it. And, and that's really all that's on my mind today. Don't ever drink and drive. Call somebody. If you're with somebody who drank, take their keys away because we see too fo- too often that, and the only reason that this is being brought into the spotlight is because Henry Ruggs is a professional athlete. It happens all the time. It happens to nobodies. It happens to everyday people like Jack, well, myself, Jack's not an everyday person anymore. Um, but yeah, man, this, this shit just gets me so angry. So just to give it, more context um, that'll only, I'm sure, anger anger people more. But Henry Ruggs wears the number eleven. It is an uh, a homage to his best friend who tragically passed away in a car accident at the age of seventeen. That. I didn't know that. Um, so literally, his whole journey in football is dedicated to someone who died in a car accident, and then he's driving 156 miles per hour in a in a sports car drunk it's just and to give more insult to injury the nflpa is partnered with lyft 
all NFL players ride Lyft for free for the rest of their lives. What? So, yep. Why don't you partner with Lyft? <laughs> well, I don't play in the NFL. So um, you get a snapback Lyft partnership. I hate probably. these prices. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's so brutal. But I believe someone said, even if the Lyft ride was a thousand dollars, it would have been like one of us paying four dollars for a ride based on his his contract this year. The money has nothing to do with it. It's as simple as don't get in a car and drive after you've been drinking. Um, I would suggest not getting a car and driving after you've done any type of drug or are under any influence. Did you just condone drugs? Um, Well, drugs are legal in some states now of proper age, similar to alcohol. Did you just double down on condoning drugs? (laughs) point is to your point it's just stupid and it's really like it's tragic you know he's the one not to mention he also killed a dog like fuck you for that too but you take the life of an innocent 23 year old whose family now has to grieve over this and i i think he's gonna be in a position where he's gonna be like he lived through it he's gonna have to live and this is his life um which is almost a punishment within itself much deserved. I feel zero sympathy for him. I don't care that he's young. I don't care that he obviously wasn't trying to do anything. I truthfully, if he was in the worst mental headspace of his life and needed help, I don't even feel bad at that point because you it's, I've always said drinking and driving is the most selfish thing someone can do because you put others lives at risk. I think we've talked about this before. We've had a drunk driving ad on this podcast before. And I said, drunk driving is it's just selfish because you're putting others in danger. And that's just that's just not. What yeah, there's certain do. there's certain things that happen in somebody's life where people always justify it. And, and I understand sometimes where people justify it as the kid made a mistake. He's a kid. This this is never a mistake. You're taught this. The second, the first thing when you learn about driving is drinking and driving. This is never a mistake that people can fall back on and say, you know what? He made a mistake. He's young. He's going to learn from this. That's never what one of these are. And now, like you said, Henry Ruggs has to live with it. Probably ruins his career in the NFL where he was set to have his generational wealth for his family, for his grandkids, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And, and the one split decision ruins that all. Yep. And odds would say it's probably not the first time he's done it. Um, and so that's the case in a lot of these things. It's not like he was a first time offender. It was the first time. He, I actually think he got in trouble this summer for driving under the influence. Or I got, don't know about all that. He, he, something happened with rugs this summer. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, not, not good from Henry Ruggs, another, uh, patron of society, depending on what side of the, this one we can make jokes about what side of the aisle you land on. You may take this more seriously than the other, but Aaron Rodgers, I guess in theory could be suspended for the rest of the season. I don't know. What? So Aaron Rod, where'd you pull that from? Well, so Aaron Rodgers, obviously, was um, he claimed he was immunized, which I didn't know what that meant. I know that's a word. But everyone took that as I'm vaccinated. And we found out today Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, so he'll miss the next 10 days, including their game against the Chiefs on Sunday. Um, But there's now pictures of him walking in the tunnel without a mask and doing stuff that Typically, you would not be allowed to do. He's essentially been breaking protocol for the entire season, which in theory would lead to a suspension. Uh, It's Aaron Rodgers. It's a weird situation. I don't know how it's going to play out. But the fact that he like, I don't know if he lied. Technically, he just had a little misdirection. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers clearly listened to our podcast on Sunday (laughs) when we talked about how there's a time and a place for a little white lie here and there and a little bit of bullying. I stand I don't, by that. I, Listen, I stand no, no, by that. I stand by that, but I don't know if this but is this the time isn't Aaron. This isn't what we meant, my dude. Yeah. Um, I the weird part about it to me is like somebody like shouldn't you have to prove that you're vaccinated? And no. there's a different definition between immunized, immunized. 
Yeah. So, so he, I guess the team knows. So he must've been going, undergoing testing weekly. I don't know. I just don't know at this point. The chiefs are probably going to win. Chiefs are definitely going to win. They moved to eight point favorites in the game. That's funny that you say that. I'm going to move off the whole immunized versus vaccination debate. It's it's the 2021 version of uh, Hooper versus basketball player. <laughs> um, that line kind of makes me want to take the Packers. I feel like markets overreact to backup quarterback news. Yes, in most cases, you're correct. When the difference what about is... when they're playing a shitty Chiefs team. Yes, that's fair too. What about when the starter is a Hall of Famer coming off an MVP and the backup can't really complete passes? Still, listen, last week, the market probably overreacted to Zach Wilson being out. And there's a janitor down the street named Mike White who comes in and people are pounding the Bengals, including myself. And look what happens. You're telling me that going into last week, you had more faith in Mike White than you do Jordan Love? All we've ever heard of Jordan Love is like he's the worst quarterback ever. So I am nervous for the Packers. All I'm saying is eight points is a lot against a really bad Chiefs team and against the Packers team. So I think we got to break that down a little longer there. A really bad Chiefs team. Talk to me about that. I didn't mean that. I feel like you said it multiple times to prove your point. So talk to me about that. I think I'm just using that to talk myself into Packers plus eight. Mm. So, but the, the Chiefs sh- aren't really bad, right? They're the Chiefs. They're I the Chiefs. I don't know if they're the Chiefs anymore. Are, are we at that point where maybe they're just not the Chiefs? No, they're the Chiefs. What do you mean they got a big win last week? <laughs> they they did. It's hard, just catch- it's hard. It's hard to win in this league. It is. They did just catch a huge break because their next three are the Packers. Then they play in Vegas. Then they had another. It's either the Rams. It's someone really good. Like they had a chance to potentially drop two or three in a row. Now they they still might. You. Why do you want to be on Jordan Love so much this week? I don't know. He's the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. It's like Favre to Rodgers, Rodgers to Love. I guess. And Bortles is there. Bortles went to an AFC Championship game. People forget that. Speaking of uh, heirs, Mike White, the heir to Peyton Manning. Uh, we'll take on your boy on Thursday Night Football, Mr. Carsonian Wentz. Um, what a opportunity. Appointment television. Yeah, this, like, you can't get better Thursday Night Football than this. I know for a few weeks we were going on like Bengals versus Jaguars, Texans versus whoever the shit. Uh, but you get Carson Wentz, who I've said, and I, I'll double down on it, is the most polarizing quarterback in football. Like he is mm. must watch TV. He is the unvaccinated version of Jameis Wentz. That I'm mean, Jameis Winston. <laughs> I just called him Jameis Wentz. Maybe that's what I'll start calling Carson. Kind of Jameis fire. Wentz. Um against the guy who runs Manhattan, Mike White. Yeah. And went from Bing Bong to Mike White in a split second in these last <laughs> few days. Um so I will be glued to my television tomorrow night. And as you know, we do the people's pick them here. And what better place to start for my first pick than Mike White over 200. I'm just going to bang out both of them. Right yeah, now, go Jack. for it. Mike White over 257 and a half yards. I think that's just passing, right? Mm-hmm. Does Mike White have wheels? Probably uh, Mike no. White. And then Mike White over 22 and a half completions. Obviously a correlated play. Last week, Robert Sala gave Mike White. Ooh, now that I think about it, I don't know if we can do same player. What the I, fuck, uh, underdog? Yeah, you can't do same player. You can do correlated like you could do Wentz to Pittman, but if I, yeah, I can only do one. All right, so what are you, what are you taking? Pick one. Well, talk them. me through this. Talk me through this because here's my rationale. Obviously, I'm betting on Mike White because he's the goat. Yeah. Um, people, he threw the ball fifty something times last week. Clearly, the Jets trust him to throw the football. Yeah. The Colts are now favored by 10 points, yeah. I believe, 10 and mm-hmm. a half. Mm-hmm. So let's use Warren Sharp's two favorite words in sports, game script. That implies that the Colts are probably going to be winning a majority of the game and that the Jets are going to be passing the ball. Yeah. We've seen what Mike White can do with his arm. Led the, led the league in passing last week. And the only thing scarier than an unknown quarterback like Mike White last week where defenses didn't really know 
what to expect the Cincinnati defense. The only thing scarier than that is Mike White with confidence. <laughs> and he is parlaying last week's win in Cincinnati, heading to Jameis Wentz's building, and he's going to thrive. Now, I, I'm kind of leaning completions over yards for this one. Right? Why? Because I don't really trust – I trust Mike White with my fucking life. Let's just football aside. I don't necessarily trust the Jets receivers and weapons to get open and to have the deep plays and everything. But I do think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And that could lead to a lot of just like three yard checkdowns for Mike. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, he threw it 52 times last week. I kind of lean over 22 and a half. Completions. All right. So I've got you plugged in for completions. I'm already starting to feel like we're going to hit this and Lamar played against him and he threw for like 38 completions on 90%. So I'm with you. 23 completions from Mike White. Can I give you your second? I, I have I'll, like I'll, a, No, I have my second. It's Wentz under yards. Wentz under pass yards? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll change, I'll change mine up. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it's Carson Wentz. Mm. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. Like, he, okay. So, so the number is 244 and a half. Last week, Carson Wentz had 51 attempts. The game went to overtime, and he still went under that number. So I'm with you. And it's it's it, I don't I don't need that stat. It's Carson fucking Wentz. All right, my my first pick. This is a this is inside info. Whoa, Not insider actually. trading. Not actually. Michael Carter over 30 and a half receiving yards. Since Mike White became the quarterback, which was like the third quarter or whatever of, of that game against the Patriots, he's attempted, I believe it's like, you know, we, we, we just talk off the cuff here. We're not actually going to bring you the exact numbers, but he's had, okay, he's had 77, 86 pass attempts. Something like 37 of those have been targets to Michael Carter. This, I'm not going to fact check you. He's obsessed with Michael Carter. Carter had nine receptions last game, eight against New England. So we're riding the Mikey Carter train. Um, so I, I'm on his receiving yards and over. So you're on Wentz under. And then I'm in between Wentz over eight and a half rush yards or Taylor under 112 and a half total yards. It's just so many yards for one person to get, especially a running back at that. Carson is awful at throwing to running backs. Right. So that that's kind of where I'm I mean, moving. if we take Jonathan Taylor under 112 and a Did half. They pull the line while I'm in the middle of doing this. Those mother truckers, they pull the line. Absolute cowards. What the hell? How's that even happen? If we take Jonathan Taylor under. Oh, 114 and a half. Ooh. Michael right. Carter under. Or no, over, Michael Carter over. Over. And Mike White over. And what was the other one? Wentz under. Why aren't we just betting on the Jets? We are. But this is underdog, so we got to do the pick them, parla- pick them, pick them, whatever we call this. Did you thing. just think, say the Jets are going to win? Uh, I don't get why they're 10 and a half point dogs. All right, let me read this out for everyone so everyone's aligned. Mike White over 22 and a half completions. Michael Carter over 38 and a half receiving yards. Carson Wentz under 244 and a half pass yards. Jonathan Taylor under 114 and a half rush plus receiving yards. Take this for 33, win 330 with the fam. We're locked in. I've, I, I feel I'm, really good. I, I think I feel we really go 4-0 good. there. feel really good. Okay. Well, we just need to go 4-0 or 0-4. Right. Same odds. I, I went 0-4 on Monday night. Cash out? <laughs> yeah. Underdog what if we does. opened up a sports book where we pay you if you don't hit a single leg of your parlay? Because then you're just taking like plus 900. Right. right but you then said- we'll give you like, I don't know. Like the odds of the other teams winning on that parlay. Right. Like if I took the Jets money line, if I took the freaking Packers money line against the Chiefs, if I took the freaking, I don't know, another 10 plus uh, underdog, mm-hmm. like why not pay me out a few shekels if I go over? Wouldn't that be the same as taking the op- like taking the Packers, taking the Chiefs plus the Colts plus the, right? Yeah, but it doesn't give you that element of, risking it on a lottery ticket as well which right. is what the oh so you want to be paid both ways yes gotcha okay but if you go like one and three you right just lose right i like it right 
Like, all these sports books are doing the same thing. Sign up promo, this sign, profit, boost, sign the that. snapback sports bot. Stop being idiots. Get creative. Encourage the losers to flock. We, exactly. To exactly. If, if a book opened up with that, I would be throwing parlays left and right, <laughs> knowing how bad I am at them. And then you, you hit like, yeah, you're four of five or you're, or you're O of four. And then the one Imagine never hitting a bet, but hitting every single bet. Right. That's where we differ from the other sports books. I like it. Let's pitch it to underdog. Why don't we just start our own? You do that too, but we have a, we have a deal with them set for a little more period of time. So why don't you get in some R and D and we'll, we'll go from there. Got it. Uh, Last thing before we take a break trade deadline, the trade deadline has passed. And as Abe is snoring, that is how it felt. I'm pretty sure the biggest news was Chiefs player who sat out because he was going to be a doctor when COVID hit, got traded to the Jets. Um, Who? Von Von Miller. Miller. Yeah. Von Miller gets traded to the Rams for a bag of chips and a turkey sandwich. With mayo, though, and toasted. You a mayo guy? Not really. On sandwiches, though. Yeah. Uh, So Von Miller to the Rams and for one of the first times ever, a non quarterback, non super superstar actually moved the betting line, moved the future value and odds of the Rams. Von Miller did, yeah, which you know, lines that's ridiculous. That's not how it works, but I guess that that to me is like public action and books just mitigating the risk on different markets, maybe. But maybe it just woke people up to the fact that the Rams are slaughtering everyone. They have one of the best offenses in football. They have one of the best defenses in football. Now they add a elite pass rusher. The Super Bowl's at home. I don't know. Maybe people like the Rams. Elite? Von Miller? Good. Very good. I would imagine. He's not what he used to be. <laughs> that seems like a very easy thing to say, given that we've both watched about zero reps of him. This yeah, season. yeah. You got to win it in the trenches. You got to establish the run game. And uh, he's very good. Not what he used to be. Right. He's, he's definitely not Super Bowl MVP caliber anymore. Right. But if you put him in on second and third down, and now who are you double next to Aaron Donald? Right. He's, he's next to AD. You got Ramsey locking out half the field. I mean, that, that's a legit Super Bowl contender. It's my pick to get to the Super Bowl. Shout out myself. Um, outside of that, that was pretty much it. But the one thing we did want to discuss was Odell Beckham Jr. So him and Allen Robinson were rumored to potentially be traded at the deadline. A-Rob obviously stays, stays there. Right before the deadline, Odell Beckham's dad posts an Instagram video sideways like come on no one could help you like crap that that's, so we didn't. that's some a beckham jr shit if right, ever seen right, that. Right. everyone's like uh okay so it's a video of all the times that baker mayfield missed odell beckham jr while he was open right before the deadline and now it's like are they gonna trade him after early in the day they said no they make it through the deadline no trade today which is wednesday so the day after the deadline, there's reports that come out that say Odell Beckham Jr. was willing to go to practice today, but Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, told him not to come. Hey, what the hell is going on? This is just the Browns being the Browns, and Odell Beckham Sr., Jack, is ruining your brand right before your eyes. Odell Beckham Sr. is making sure the Browns don't give Baker that big deal, and he's coming right for your neck, I think. <sighs> but I... All right, Odell. I was such a closet Odell Beckham fan when he was with the Giants. I couldn't show it. I had to fake it because obviously he was on the Giants. He took a piss on our logo after scoring a touchdown. He would always destroy us. And it seems like since he's left the Giants, we haven't seen the Odell Beckham who had the most yards and touchdowns throughout his first five years in his career. Some bullshit PFF stat. But for whatever reason... It's not a PFF stat. That was literally like, yes, this guy had the most dominant three-year start to a career ever. You know what I mean. (laughs) But we haven't seen that Odell since. And I just find he obviously uh, got injured and was out for the year last year. Maybe it's the idiot in me. But I refuse to give up on a guy that can be that electric where 
I can just off the cuff name a bunch of teams where he would make a huge impact right away. I'll start the Ravens. You guys would probably fucking love Odell. Oh, you think you're getting him? No, I don't. But you're down. We're too deep. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> We're Dude, too I'm... deep at receiver. We are. We are. We have like the seven. The Packers. Pack- I actually went through it the other day. The Packers Saints. are the only ones who actually make sense. Like the rest of the contenders. Why don't the Ravens make sense? Because the Ravens just invested a first in Bateman. They have Hollywood. They signed Watkins this offseason. And you're not going to pay. It depends, obviously, with the contracts and everything. He's probably going to want. I don't even know how it would function. And when I say I went through it, I'm talking about people who would trade for him, take on his two years. Well, at this point, now. it's just going to be whoever wants to pick him up. Right. Which then I would assume it goes to waivers, but then he'll probably have a say in who can pick him up or he'll Eagles. refuse to. It's a, it's a weird situation, but the Packers make the most sense. They're they're playing for a title with Jordan Love now, and they're going to need to help out their their young quarterback. But putting Odell... Well, like even a team like the Raiders, like I know they're cuties and like nobody gives a shit and no one's taking them serious, but you lose rugs, obviously. Like that receiving core is Hunter Renfro, who wears the number 13 and is going to keep that. They love Renfro up and He's a uh, over there, over He's there a in Vegas. But like... With a quarterback like Derek Carr, you give him a guy like OBJ who can make a big play. Any, I mean, I think he can still make a big play. I'm just he can. He can. I, I'm. I don't get the Odell. Um, I get why, but because he hasn't done shit. He hasn't done much, but he had one target last game. You're telling me he wasn't open? Like Baker stinks, people. Like this is not a new discovery. It is for some, but for most, everyone knows Baker stinks, and. I guess on the flip, the argument is like, well, Eli Manning was pretty tragic when Odell was putting up these numbers. So maybe it is an Odell problem. But you go watch Mr. Beckham Sr.'s YouTube video that he posted, and it's like, Odell's open for 80-yard touchdowns, and, and they're underthrown. So I I mean, look, at this point, if it's just being picked up off waivers as a free agent, whoever gets him is is getting – he's better than your second or third wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not why saying not the Bills? They, why not the bill? I don't know. Why not? They have, they love Beasley. Sanders has been awesome. Obviously Diggs. Uh, Gabe Davis is like not very good, but for a fourth wide. So like, who do you kick out of the starting line? I don't know, but I want to think that Odell is better than those players. Yeah. We're still, we're still at that point where we know what Odell can do and we're just still, I'll put it like this. If Odell goes to the Packers, and he starts 80 yards a game and a touchdown and a Devante too. Would that shock a single person no. to be like, oh, it was Baker? No. So, of course, someone's going to take a chance. We're still waiting to hear. At the time of this recording, it's 4.45 p.m. on, on November 3rd. I, someone said he might get cut today. I mean, he can't get traded. So, if he's not – if Kevin Stefanski is saying he's not part of the team. Right. You got to cut him. And then and what's then, that? This cap is like, like how's this I don't know, work? but it's like, I have a feeling the Browns, the Browns should hang a banner for the last two and a half years mm-hmm. that just says we weren't the laughing stock because yeah, I have I, a feeling this is where it all goes south. I think Odell is going to be gone. Jarvis Landry, his best friend's not going to be happy. You have two running backs who you're already paying. You don't know. You're not confident in your quarterback. You have a good defense with young players, but once the turmoil starts running, like they're not going to want to resign to you. People are going to be happy. Cleveland people, remember what we were talking about. I have a feeling that Cleveland's honeymoon is over, and it was fun having them in the league and and them being a relative football franchise for all the right reasons, right? Because they haven't done that in my lifetime. I have a feeling the market's going to correct itself soon. With the Cleveland Browns. Well, here's the beauty of it, Browns fans. You're hearing all this turmoil. Odell's not. Here's part the of beauty of it, Browns fans. LeBron won you that one ring. <laughs> that that is true. But they play the Bengals this weekend in Bengals. Cincy. The Bengals this weekend in Cincy. If they win that game, the Browns will be a game back of the division, and the Bengals will be in last place in the AFC North. That's Are we how talking much... AFC North top division in football? Oh, obviously. You're not, but. I think they are. With no, Russ they... Hurt. NFC. With yeah, but with 
Okay, so who's better, Geno Smith or Ben Roethlisberger? Like, <laughs> the Steelers are better than the Seahawks. Okay, that you didn't answer my question. Who's better? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I bet against Geno Smith on Sunday, and he had a hundred fifty-eight point three QBR rating in the first half. He was like nineteen of nineteen. It was absurd. So, uh, no, but the the NFC West is definitely better than you guys. Rams. They have two Cardinals? legitimate Super Bowl contenders. You have none. <laughs> What? Dude, the Bengals are good, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, the Braves win the World Series. We talk week nine of the NFL. We check up on the NBA, and we have Ramigelson for What the Puck. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, fam, we are back. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves on winning the World Series. We've officially talked more about the World Series than ESPN has. Congrats to us. (laughs) Major shouts, major shouts. So we just saw the NFL trade deadline pass. No one really made that move. Of course, Von Miller, but they gave up like a third round pick. So nothing too crazy. No team went like, all in and we've seen moves that have that have kind of showed that teams are going all in more so in the nba i guess traditionally but um the nfl we see it too the braves went all in at the trade deadline and had no hopes of winning a thing explain to me how this all came together they lose acuna one of the best players in baseball their best player they lose azuna their second best player they lose soroka their number one pitcher and somehow everything clicks. I feel like this was the world, the, the sports world, just like giving back to the city of Atlanta. Yeah. You've given so much to us. You've given so much content to the internet. We owe you this one and we'll give it to you in the form of baseball. And beating the Astros. People are happy about that. I know you're not. I, I uh, Yeah, I want to talk about that. I last podcast and we posted a clip i went in on the city of atlanta i didn't care if you guys won the world series last night i still don't and i said i would never be embarrassed or and i wouldn't be happy for them just because give a shit it's atlanta and it's the world series jorge soler changed that for me with one swing of the bat last night there's a clip that the mlb posted it's like kind of the 8k camera that i'm looking at jack in right now with father stretch my hands by kanye west and this was the, one of the coolest, if not the coolest, sports clips I've ever seen. You've got Jorge Soler absolutely hitting a ball to Jupiter. You've got every Astros fan waving the rally towel. They all come down simultaneously. You've got the pimp job. Everything about it was electric. And that was really all the Braves needed to, to win that game last night. Obviously, they tacked on a few more runs with the Swanson homer and with the uh, Freeman double, but that single clip play home run combined with the pimp job that he did was one of the cooler things I've seen in sports in a long time. And that's saying a lot because it's baseball and I'm probably in the minority when I say that. Why? Because it's baseball. You're very pro baseball when the Phillies are good though. It's just been a decade. Like, like for the three week stretch when you were leading the division, like you were locked in, you were very hyped up about locked it. In. I mean, there's nothing so, better than October baseball. Every pitch matters. <laughs> yeah, that was the weird thing. I guess I wasn't that engaged to this World Series, but uh, one thing I I want to be a boomer for a second here. I saw a take that I kind of agree with. The fact that there were no starting pitchers in this World Series really did not like give me that feeling. Or give me the interest level. Like, like aces? Yeah, there was. There, but even like seeing the fourth pitcher come in and, and give you five and he gets out of jams. And, it, you know, that is to me a lot of what makes the World Series. Like really, you're sitting on every pitch because you never know 
what's going to happen. In this one, it was just like, all right, the, the first guy gives up two runs. He's pulled. Then we get another guy for four outs. Yeah, I think it was like the most all-time, like 60% in these playoffs that the starting pitcher didn't go like a certain amount of things. Right. But I have a feeling if the Dodgers had made the World Series – and your boy, I forget his name, who you think is the best pitcher in baseball, yeah. was pitching in that fall classic, you wouldn't really have this take. You would have been glued to your television watching him throw his stuff. For one inning, though, because he's the best pitcher in baseball. I just <laughs> – Blake Trinan. Oh, he's so good. Get him on the – DM him. Yeah, I will. Let me let me DM him real quick. DM what, him. What should the message say? Uh, I love your stuff. Want to come on the pod? <laughs> I love your stuff. That's what right. that's a, that's baseball talk. Blake Trinan. He last posted six days ago. Oh boy. Oh boy. I will support the US Constitution, foreign and the domestic. He like screen recorded an IGTV preview. Um he's showing are we, the are statue we dealing with of a, are, we dealing with, are we dealing with an uh, immunized Blake Trinan right now? <laughs> Let's see what the comments say. Thank you for not only president trying in we the people i'm not gonna take i don't know if this is covert maybe it's just usa the wicked put up a bold front but the upright give thought to their ways there's no wisdom no insight no plan that can succeed against the lord i have no idea what you just said then he's posting richard nixon then he's posting his couch i think i just need to help him with social media he didn't post a picture of himself playing baseball since October 26, 2020. <laughs> no Jack, what, what do we talk about sports, man? It's just a game. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's unclickable in his bio, but there's two sites. RobinBullock.com. Robin D. Bullock. God is Robin. absolutely good. Okay, so he's Let amazing. Let me go to Robin. Robin. Right, I click on that one. This is the one I need you to type in. Okay. COVID. Okay, here we go. Maxexposed.com. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Not found. Wait, COVID, VAX? Yeah. Exposed.com? Yeah. yeah. I got a not found error. Interesting. COVIDVaxExposed.com. That's what it is. COVID Vax Exposed. Yeah. Maybe they took it down. Maybe the fake news media took it down. Yeah, I don't really know. But it sounds like Aaron Rodgers and Blake Trinan are both immunized. What if Kyrie pulled the immunized card? Well, shout out Kyrie because the governor of New York is reconsidering the laws amongst the state of New York, which means Imagine he's just like, dog, I need a ring. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, Brooklyn, enough of this bing us- bong shit, Kyrie. Yeah. You can play. <laughs> um, so congrats to the Braves because that's a cool story of them going all in. Like Abe said, Falcons will never do it. The Hawks will definitely never do it. But at least you got it through the way. Atlanta's becoming a little sports town right now. Nope. I think they are. I think what they does are. that mean? I think that they won the, the title. You just you just said they're becoming a sports town after you said the Falcons will never do it. The Hawks will definitely never do it. How can you have Two of your three major teams definitely Whoa, never do. Well, the Wild Aces won a championship in Atlanta. Oh, isn't the didn't the MLS team win one? Atlanta United won a few years ago, yeah. Georgia. Oh my God. They're on fucking fire right oh, now. Oh, college doesn't count. What? So you're telling me I can claim Villanova's national championships as a Philly? Many do. You Men, but those people should be dude, hung at the you stage. can't you can claim the devil's going on a two game point streak. You can't claim anything in Philly. <laughs> uh to the, to the NFL we go week number 9. I have a note written here. Eagles to the playoffs. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Jack put this in my head last Sunday and I honestly didn't even realize it because of well, you know, bear the Eagles. But the Eagles are a game out of the playoffs with the easiest schedule remaining. Listen, man. There's something special in this. You know what? I'm not even going to call it a locker room anymore. There's something special in this garden that the Philadelphia Eagles have. You show up to work every day. You pay your rent at the door. You walk in. You grab a bucket and a pail. You water. You fertilize. And you win 44-6 to on the road. Now, you get the Chargers this week. God knows why we're only one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home but I think that's telling Vegas telling me you're going to win the game. And then you play the ridiculous, you got like the Broncos, you get the saints without Carson Winston, 
you get the Jets. Oh, that's Mike White. It's a little bit of a tougher game. The Giants twice. The Reds, the football team twice. This schedule is shaping up, and they have tiebreakers over Carolina. They have tiebreakers over Atlanta, who are two teams that are ahead of us. They don't have the tiebreaker over San Fran, but give a shit about San Fran. All um, my favorite four words the last three years when it comes to Eagles football. Don't let us in. The Eagles could be the first ever team to win the Super Bowl, fire their coach, and get the first overall pick. Shout out Eagles and the Dolphins. <laughs> Things are good in Philadelphia. So here's the thing. I put it in your head, and I said, I looked at the schedule. I'm and glad a path. You, that you put that in there, my head. There's a Well, it's calculated, but there's a path. <laughs> The difference is versus years traditionally in the past with the don't let us in. You guys will get destroyed in the playoffs. Like you are not good at all. The only reason. Correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone starts zero and zero in the tournament, right? Yeah. But some teams are good and some teams are bad. And you would be potentially the worst playoff team to ever get into the playoffs. So for that reason, you would get smoked. It would be a 10 point spread. You would be like. Well, we're dogs. You put on the dog mask, overnight shipping on Amazon. Flower heads. Uh, yep, yep. Get your gardener pails out, and you would get smoked. So let me ask I'm you excited a for you to make the playoffs. Let me ask you a question. Because maybe then you, you don't draft a quarterback. You go all in on Hurts. Or Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah, so right. we don't need a quarterback. Let me ask you a question. You put it into my head, calculated, of course, that the Eagles could, and there's a path to make the playoffs. What odds would a sports book have to give you where you could say, Hmm, that's value. I'll take the Eagles are going to make the playoffs right now because I'm looking at what the actual odds are right now. For me to take it. For you to, okay. Or you want me to to guess the line? No, I don't want you to guess the line. I want you to tell me if Jack Settlement was scrolling on a sports book, if Mm. he saw this line and said, wow, that's value. What would Mm. you think that number is? Wow, that's value. I would say eight to one. The Eagles are plus 320 to make the playoffs right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, for me, it would probably be like five or six to one. But, like, if I were scrolling, I was like, they're eight to one. That's five to insane. one's close. Yeah, I, I'm not – am I doing it? No, I'm not. You guys stink. Yeah. What if I parlayed the Eagles <laughs> to make the playoffs with the Chiefs not to make the playoffs – you went from the best team ever to the Chiefs missing the playoffs. That's a pretty big drop. Some are saying Mahomes has been figured out. Can we talk about the fact that he actually may have been figured out? Well, that's for No, but I want to talk about something else about the Chiefs real quick that I had no idea because I don't watch that much Chiefs football in detail. There was a young man that came on this podcast in the beginning of the year. I forget his name. I'm sorry. DM me if you're listening to this episode. And, Jack, he told us that not only is this the year that Lamar Jackson may get figured out. Uh, No, he actually didn't say Lamar would get figured out. He said there's one guy who will be able to stop him. He he was like, it's ridiculous to think Lamar would get figured out. But And that that guy that this kid was referring to goes by the name of Daniel Sorensen. And like I said, I don't watch much Chiefs football to know how bad this guy actually is. Twitter.com has anointed him as the worst football player in the history of the league. And I think it's all gone downhill since Lamar stiff-armed him in like week three on -hmm. the sideline. I don't know what Daniel Sorensen is doing, but when you have an account saying the Packers have five days to let Jordan Love know who Daniel Sorensen is, (laughs) apparently he's just been getting... How did you end up on Daniel Sorensen's Twitter? I'm on Chiefs Twitter. Ah, okay. But is he that bad? Apparently, I I don't watch, but we have the clips of the tape. Yeah, we have the clips of Tyram being like, "What the fuck is he doing?" All the time this season, and now Twitter is like thinks he's the worst player in the league. So Mahomes has been figured out, and Sorensen. No wonder the Chiefs are only five hundred. Another pivotal matchup we talked about earlier: Browns Bengals in Cincy. Bengals off the big loss. Browns off a bigger loss. No Odell potential. No way. Wrong. Bengals what? losing to the Jets is worse than – I mean, I guess not because it's division. No, 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 It's a worse loss, but I'm saying for the nature of – it moved them to last place in the division. It caused Odell mayhem going into the deadline. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Any chance that 
Like, are the Bengals not for real? Was it just a letdown spot? Are the Browns going to have a potential win here? What do you think? The answer to all those questions are yes. The Bengals are not for real. The Bengals are a good football team that, like, when I say you're not for real, but you're a good football team, I cap that as you can win a playoff game. And I think Maybe even two. Nope. That implies if the Bengals go to the AFC championship game, Jack, I think that means they were kind of for real. Were the Suns for real last year? No, and the Niners weren't when they almost And were the Hawks, right. So so I don't know if that's the, the full scope of it. But the Niners were a drive away from winning the Super Bowl, and they were never for real. Well, that was a bad take. But was it? you're still holding on to that. Bengals are not for real. I agree. Now the question, are the Browns for real? Like, could they turn it around? At this point, I think it's kind of lost. They're for real average. Yeah. The Bengals are better than the Browns. The Ravens are the best team in the division, even though the Bengals smoked them? Yes or no? Mm, Tallest midget, sure. We just discussed how it's the second best division in football. With Ben Roethlisberger in it. Mm -hmm. And Baker Mayfield. He actually might be one of the worst divisions in football. Okay, your quarterbacks in your division are Taylor I didn't, Heineke, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. Jalen Hurts. No, you said worst division in football. I said one of. No, you said worst. One of. Okay. What is worse, Lamar Jackson, Baker, Ben, Burrow, or Hurts, Dak, Heineke, or Danny Dimes? I said one of. Okay. Name it. Name it. Let's see. Tannehill, Wentz, Davis Mills, and Lawrence. I said one of Tua. Shit. <laughs> that's that's that whole division. Oh no, 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 no. AFC West is good. You have Mike White in that division with Mike Mac White, Jones, Mac. who looks good, and Josh Allen. I'll give me that. Give okay. me those four. AFC West is better quarterback wise. Um I don't even know what we're debating at this point. Titans, Rams, Derrick Henry lost for six-ish weeks. It sounds like he could six come to back. Ten, but more like eight. Yeah. What really people care about is will he be fantasy back to the football. fantasy playoffs? Um, they signed Adrian Peterson. Did you pick him up? Abe? Yeah, dude. It's just like my team was rolling, absolutely rolling top points for, but somehow only like, I don't know, four and three. You know, you got to win all three phases. That's a term that they use in the gridiron and on the computer. Yeah. Um, but Derrick Henry is out. And I think we can finally, finally learn that Ryan Tannehill just isn't good at football. We'll which see. I'm, which I'm excited for. We will see. I mean, it would be big for my take that the Titans are fraudulent every year. They've won four fluke games this year. They do it every year. It wouldn't be good for if the Titans suck. That does not look good for the running backs don't matter party. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In a bad in a catch 22 right now, as yeah. they say. You're damned That's if tough. you do. You're damned if you don't. Um, do you have any thoughts on the current state of the NBA that you want to, you want to pop in? <sighs> People are anointing the heat as NBA champions. Congratulations to the heat. Congratulations on to the heat the on winning the championship. championship. Um, you know, Jack, you're enjoying a lot of regular season success, right? Last year, there were some surprises with the Knicks. And by that, I mean, they didn't get the 13 seed. They got the five. Four. Sure. This year, they're ter- currently the third seed right now. Chicago's having some fun. Miami's <laughs> having some fun. Chicago and Miami are going to learn very, 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 very soon that the one seed blows. <laughs> the Sixers are playing chess. They're actually playing some pretty good basketball win the other night. But as far as the rest of the NBA goes, I, I just don't know how you evaluate it this early on in the season. The season is so damn long looks like the lakers are sort of somewhat figuring it out they have a great great Did you see game. their schedule <laughs> no but they have a great game plan nobody touched the ball except for the three of you mellow at home is mellow's mellow's balling at home he's crazy right now um but i, I just want to be clear on on this lakers thing the lakers have beaten like the rockets barely in back-to-back games they beat uh, they blew a 28 point lead to Thunder. The, it's their schedule. They got like a nice stretch of game to get them back on track. Is it fair to say that the Eastern Conference is far beyond better than the Western Conference? Yes. 
Right now, our eight seed is Brooklyn. I think that tells you all you need to know about this conference. Our eight seed, our conference. There you go, gang, gang. There it is. Okay. Also, I wanted to talk about another fella, Cade Cunningham. Does he stink, or is he, he play- on the Pistons? He played eighteen minutes in one game, right? He played twice, I think. Did he play a second game? Let me check. So Abe will not crown his champion in November, but he will take on the, the task of declaring Cade Cunningham a bust after 32 career NBA Okay, minutes. let me run you through his stats, Jack. In two games in his NBA career, Cade Cunningham has eight points mm-hmm. on three of 22 from the field, 0 of 14 from three, mm-hmm. and... Only two turnovers. So you want to sell his stock because he's no. missing jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather you not take him at all. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Simmons right now. How was uh, the Dame experience for Philly fans? Like, we welcomed him with open arms. You saw yeah. the We Want Lord chance. Well, did you uh, just see the the report about LeBron? And AD yeah, I just read him? the article before the podcast. Pretty much told me that we're just never getting him. Obviously. He's fallen in love with Cody Zeller, Tony Snell, and <laughs> Chauncey Bellows, which I – who could who could, who could blame him, you know? He's uh, a nut job. He's rapping he's been, about He's it. been atrocious. Yeah, and CJ's balling. CJ's balling. He's been atrocious. The Blazers aren't that good, obviously. And – we had a glimpse, a glimpse at the Olympics of Damian Lillard finally not being that, I'm going to stick with the same franchise for 30 years. Yeah, remember that over the summer? Yeah. We had a glimpse of it, and then he went back to being a hardo. Wake the fuck up, Dame. You're a top eight player in basketball. Yep. Nope. What are you shaking your head at? He's not a top eight player in basketball. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Steph, Harden, Embiid, Luca, Dame, Jokic. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're an idiot. No, AD's probably better than AD. AD. Come on. And my favorite yeah. thing about the LeBron love right now is everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're 19, LeBron. He's playing off the charts. He's career dunking. lows, career lows in like every category over the past five years. Like completely trending down if you look at any number. But you're 19. Ooh, let's talk about something basketball related. Okay, Scottie Pippen's writing a book. Oh my God, <laughs> Scottie Pippen. This would be like if Abe wrote a book about me. <laughs> Just trashing. Just Scotty absolutely- Pippen's writing a book. And I think Scotty Pippen's the smartest man in America. He comes out with this excerpt, which the only way to describe this excerpt is the saltiest thing of all time. Yeah. Jordan wouldn't be anything without us. It was all to prop Jordan up. So the younger generation who didn't watch him would hold him against LeBron, which congratulations. You fooled an idiot like Jack Settleman. Who didn't watch any Jordan? Who never? I've watched. Michael I've watched J- his top fifty plays so many times. Oh, you have YouTube? That's cool. I watched him play live. <laughs> I saw Michael Jordan's final game ever at the First Union Center, I'm the Washington, and you. I wasn't that impressed. I wasn't that impressed. But Scottie Pippen is trying to say that Jordan, which Scottie, I'm with you, my boy. Jordan made the last dance just as propaganda to prop himself up. And I think it, it worked for a lot of the younger generation. But Scotty Pippen is on this big FU bitterness tour that I don't know when it's going to stop. And it's like Stephen A. kind of said it, and it makes sense. Like, does Scotty Pippen forget who Michael Jordan was before Scotty Pippen came to the Bulls? Yeah, he dropped like 90 in a playoff series against the Celtics. Um, all right, Eagleson, you ready to get in here? Chatter about some uh, – Okay, okay, okay. Oh, did you see the uh, the Brady documentary coming out next week? Mm. It's coming out the 16th, or in two weeks, the 16th on ESPN+. Plus. It's 10 episodes. Each episode will represent – this is just a stupid stat. Each episode will represent a Super Bowl he's played in. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the emotions and what's going to go on in my body in that ninth episode when it's the Eagles versus oh. the Patriots. And I, I just like can't. I think I'm just gonna foam at the mouth the entire time. Talks about like his physical and mental um, 
being during those Super Bowls, things that got them there. And when you drop 500 yards and no interceptions and you don't win the Super Bowl, I'm excited to hear what's going on through Brady's head. But that documentary is going to be awesome from a guy who doesn't even like Tom Brady. You go soon. You showed up in a Braves hat. What's going on? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Braves fan. I, like, I kind of want to take credit for them winning the World Series. Go for did, it. Did you see the Braves hats? Mm-mm. It had a red A on that. Essentially, Alabama won the World Series. Yeah. Last night. <laughs> it was. It's just like hilarious. I guess they have what identical script A as their logo. Is it exactly like that? The Alabama logo. Yeah. Um, what's going on in the Braves world? What are you taking credit for? Um, well, like I bought this hat before the playoffs started, and I feel like without this, they wouldn't have won. So I take credit. Yeah. For Can, that, Atlanta. You cannot. You cannot. You couldn't dispute that. that. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. Right. You're kind of immunized to the Braves. Yeah. Um, you got you got some hockey for us. I do have some hockey for you. I might become a flyers are rolling. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't whoa. don't. I will. I will. I will be sorry, knocking. Sorry, I will be. Sorry. Good. Good point. Good point. And I'm excited to hear more, but mm-hmm. I will be docking a second of what the puck after that. You got off sure. to a little bit hot of a start, but what the puck Eagleson will get 59 seconds today to talk all things NHL. And then we don't have to hear about hockey until next week. What a beautiful thing. Okay. Eagleson, <laughs> we dropped the puck in three, two, one, go. So the NHL season has been super exciting so far. The Leafs are on a bit of a roll, winning their last two and shutting out Vegas last night for nothing. The Caps and Flyers are at 5-1-3 and and 5-2-1, and respectively third and fourth in their division. But the Flyers are really on a roll. Their offense is a lo- super consistent. Goaltending has been great. Defense has been much improved, but I think that might end up being the bad part of their team here i think that's going to fall apart but anyways i know it's early i think the caps and flyers might play each other in the playoffs which could be electric but anyways the canadians still suck they sent cole caulfield down to the ahl to compete for a calder cup when he was the calder award favorite which is kind of funny this is also going to break your guys' hearts but the kraken they stink they're so bad they're having trouble with their offense they're three six and one they haven't looked good at all and, you know, they've had some injury problems and different COVID stuff, but it doesn't really matter. They're not good. And some other news, Sidney Crosby, he just got back and now he's out with COVID just a few days ago. Mm. So, Jack, we're the best teams in hockey. Congratulations to you. I'll see you for the playoffs. For the cup. Oh, no, we're probably in the same conference. We're in the same conference. If we went to a Caps Flyers, like, hockey playoff game i think that would be the most fun that we'll ever have at a sporting event why I, we because neither care. of us give a shit but I, how would that be fun would it be fake rooting for these teams wait yeah. so eagleson explain the calder thing um so the rookie of the year award is called the calder and the like stanley cup for the ahl is called the calder cup and the ahl is like the minors Mm-hmm. So the favorite to win the rookie of the year, Cole Caulfield for the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. just got sent down to the minors because he's been sucking all year. So, why so now he might win a Calder Cup instead of winning the Calder. Sounds like a good spot to be in. That's that I is mean, pretty wild. That would be like if Cade, that'd be like if Abe's Cade Cunningham went down and won the G League title. Yeah, like if he got sent down to the G League and they won. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Nice. How good was this Calder guy? I mean, he's got so His many. Name's not Calder. <laughs> oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah rookie of the year. He <laughs> got the the minor league trophy. Like, why is there a Gretzky trophy? But anyway, Eagles. So let me ask you this question, and be nice mm-hmm. when I ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Can't promise that. Are the Flyers cuties, or are they legit? You want me to be nice? So, give me the truth. It's hockey. I don't give a shit. Remember. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're cuties. That means they could. Yeah, I you know the a de- cutie. Yeah. The, the cuties a cutie is essentially a 0.0% guarantee that they don't win a title. It's not yeah, necessarily a bold statement, but it's a guarantee. A so if there's any doubt that you think the Flyers could sustain, you said they, they had a consistent offense. And a goaltender. Their offense has been playing kind of hot. Yeah, like that's Isn't it been... called the Hard Trophy too? Yeah, kind of. Uh, that's that's the MVP. It's called the Hart Trophy. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like they're offensive. What's the Finals MVP trophy called? 
or cup MVP. Yeah, it's the. Oh man, this is bad. I should. He doesn't this. watch. We'll just know, call the, it the, the Leafs. Yeah. yeah, the Leafs yeah. don't make it that far. <laughs> the Calder. Ah. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's gonna so bother you. That. That's so, honestly so, that's like so let's just wrap up what the puck today with a just a fact that I got, which I learned from Eagleson. Eagleson's got the worst everything team in this in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I am except a Braves baseball. Fan. Yep. Except because baseball. I'm a Braves Fair. Fan. We'll give you baseball. Yeah. Need some light in my life because all my teams are just the worst, like you said. Hmm. Fair enough. Eagleson, any final thoughts? Go Braves. I guess season's over, but good job, Braves. Get ready, get ready for February, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Big um, off season. You got to sign Freddie Freeman back. Pay the man. Yeah, Abe, pay the man. Any final thoughts? I'm just an island boy. <laughs> Should we get them on the pod? I would love nothing. The Con Smythe Trophy. That's Conn what it's called. Smythe. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, a little scheduling just for everyone. We'll be off on Monday. And then we'll kick it back up on Wednesday. Jack, why are we going to be off on Monday? I'm going on vacation. Mm, Jack but is Jack going on vacation. Jack, mm, a little self-earned PTO. Mm. A little selfish, if you ask me. <laughs> so we'll be back on Wednesday, which will be a preview. Crazy microphones can't fly. Which will be a preview. <laughs> I didn't know that it was on TSA's list with pepper spray and all that. Or Ravens Dolphins in uh, Miami. Oh, I fly. Dude, why Thursday. do you want to go to that party in Miami like, Friday? You no. You'd rather party in Miami than NFT Coachella in New York City? It's brick <laughs> here, bro. It's so cold. All right, fam. Snapback fam. Much love. Peace.